welcome to the Jim Roman Show, where we help you build a better business to build a better life with your host, Jim Roman. It is March Madness Month. Woohoo! This is the time of years companies come to me saying, Jim, how do I grow beyond capacity? I find that this is the time of year that we get a lot of people coming to us trying to figure out how to take their business to the next level. I'm not sure because it's uh, tax time where you have to fill out your taxes by March 15th or personal taxes by April 15th, uh, but I thought today's episode, helping you make more money this year, is to help you figure out how to grow beyond capacity. In other words, a lot of times people come to me, which we've talked about in the previous episodes, particularly ones on time to get off the roller coaster, where it's hard to bring in business when you don't have enough people, but if you had more people, you can bring in more business. And I want to go a little bit deeper on that subject that I didn't in the previous two episodes on this topic. So welcome and join me on this journey. So let's start off. What can you do to take your business to the next level, grow beyond capacity? Well, first off, uh, if you've been following us uh, for any period of time, you need to understand the nine stages of business. We've talked about this many episodes where in the beginning stages of a business, the business owns you. In the later stages, you own it. You can go to ninestages.com to download a free report on this very topic. Uh, they will tell you like, what you need to do in between each stage. And growing beyond capacity is one of those stages. So I thought in this episode, we go into more particular, more specific techniques and tools. So that being said, the next step, if it were me and I were you, is ask yourself, what kind of business do you want to build? In other words, do you want to, are you building a lifestyle business where you're making enough money, maybe not enough money, but you're having fun in life? Or do you want to build a lifestyle business that you're making some money? Or do you want to build a business? I think this is a super important when you're going to grow beyond capacity, that if you're going to build a lifestyle business and not go too big, then I would take a, pro, a different approach to bringing a business. But if you're going to build a business where you're at least making a living, have some money left over, then I might take in a different approach or be a little bit more aggressive. Or if you want to build a business, an actual business where you can make a bigger impact, reaching more people, then you would want to take a different approach. Or more importantly, have a sense of urgency from that perspective. I recently spoke on this topic for an association and their members, and I realized people in the room were either going to be a lifestyle business, and you're probably not going to try to grow too great. And if you're going to get make money, if you're making money, you're going to be fine for now. But if you're going to build a business, you'll take a different mindset. So ask yourself those questions, I think, is the second step. So number one, know what stage of business you're in so you know what you're going to face as you climb that mountain of success. And then number two, figure out what type of business you want so that you know how aggressive, how much you're willing to do the work to make you get to the next level. Then third, figure out how much money you need and want to make. In other words, how many sales do you need to break even? How many sales or deals do you need to hire the next set of employees or team members? And then how many sales where you not only break even, hire a team, but actually make a profit so that you can enjoy the fruits of your labors? We talked about this in previous episodes where first I would figure out how many deals do I need on a monthly basis. Say, for example, I need three deals to break even. I need five deals to hire the next employee. I need seven deals to do all that and actually have extra money left over to expand my business or enjoy my time beyond the business. 
So if you haven't done these steps into in growing your business, this is a great time of the year. We're coming into March madness. Uh, a third, uh, uh, we're finishing up the first quarter. If you haven't done this, I would encourage you to start there. Now, once you figure that out, once you've figured out what kind of business you want to build, lifestyle, make money, or build a business, number two, you know how many deals you need to be able to uh, take your business to the next level. Now, how do you do that? And when do you do that? So one of the recent questions I had at one of my talks was, Jim, should I hire somebody first and then go get the sales or should I get the sales first and then hire somebody? And I thought that's a great question. And I think it depends on uh, you and your business. Personally, the answer that I usually typically give people is figure out how you're going to bring the business in, how much you're going to bring in, start to bring it in while working on hiring that person. Where some people would just hire the person and then make the money. I'm not, I don't think that's a bad idea. I've done that from time to time. But I prefer to start with a plan on how I'm going to bring the business, how much I need to bring in, start to bring it in, and then working on hiring so that when I hire them, I have enough business for them to do, and more importantly, have enough revenue to pay for that person. That's just my perspective. You might have a different perspective. Would love to hear that. Feel free to reach out to us at questions at askjimroman.com. I love, love the, the input that people have given us over the years in doing this. Uh, but again, that would be my perspective is number one, figure out how you're going to bring in the business, start to bring the business in, and then work towards hiring that person. So with that being said, what's the next step? And that would be figuring out how you're going to bring in business. I find so often that people only have three ways of bringing a business, hoping, praying, and begging it comes in. And I'm serious. I've met so many people where they're just going to work hard and hope it comes in. But you really want to find strategies and tactics that will work for you and your personality. If you've heard me speak before in any of my episodes, I share a story about I'm an ambivert. An ambivert is a cross between an introvert and an extrovert. Introvert, a part of me wants to stay home from time to time when I'm around too many people. But then if I stay home by myself too long, then I start getting depressed and I need to get in front of people. Well, interestingly enough, that translates into my bringing a business strategy. There are strategies I love to do to bring a business and those things I avoid doing. And a lot of people don't have enough strategies that they're comfortable implementing to take their business to the next level. In other words, I always tell people, if it were me and I were you, I would come up with eight to 10 ways that you know it will help you bring in business and focus on the two to three that you're most comfortable with. For example, I hate cold calling. That's one of my strategies. I don't do cold calling, so I probably will never implement that strategy ever again. But I love to network. I love building strategic partners. I love to get referrals. And so I have most of my business come from referrals and networking. So I, since I like that, I do that more. So if you are in real estate, you might want to call expired. You might want to do uh, advertising. You might want to do signs. You might want to go networking. You might want to build a networking group. Find what makes you feel comfortable in doing and do that versus your broker did it one way. It's not the way you want to do it, but you don't have any other ways. Well, that could be a challenge. Or in property management. If you're in property management, I find the best ways for bringing in more properties is through real estate relationships, going to real estate firms, building referral partners, and then eventually advertising SEO and websites in that order, by the way. And you may not feel comfortable in visiting real estate offices. You rather maybe do advertising. That's fine. But find the eight to 10 ways of bringing a business, focus on two to three, 
so that you feel comfortable, you're more likely to implement that and reach your goals. Last but not least on this subject of strategies for bringing a business, what I encourage you to do is maybe think about all the ways you brought in business over the years. Make a list of them from the day you started your business or started in sales. What did you do to bring in business? Was it networking? Was it advertising? Was it cold calling? And then as you got better in the business and more uh, seasoned as a salesperson or business owner, you did other bringing in business strategies, marketing, advertising, and networking. Till today, now you may be doing something new or about to implement new and make a list of those strategies. Again, hopefully there are eight to 10 of them. And then ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, 10, I love doing it. One, I hope I never have to do it. But also take it the next step and say to yourself, uh, uh, how effective are those strategies? Because one of the things that people do is they don't revisit their strategies for bringing a business on a regular, consistent basis. So some of the things you might be doing may be ineffective. For example, you might be a member of multiple networks and one of those networks is not working, but you're putting more time in the network that's not working versus putting more time in the network that is working. So again, if I'm going to grow beyond capacity and get in a position to hire help, whether it be a VA or actual part-time person or full-time person, figure out how to bring a business on a regular, consistent basis. To do that, I find finding strategies and tactics that I'm comfortable in doing because I'm more likely to do them. Lastly, let's talk about when. When should you hire someone? When should you um, get that person in which we've talked about a little bit? And I think it's different for each person. In previous episode, I was telling you about a story about an IT client that we had that reached out to me saying, hey, Jim, uh, I want to grow to the next level, but I'm the senior tech who's doing the work. And if I bring in any more business, guess what? I have to do the work and I'm already at capacity. What do I do? And if you remember in that episode, we figured out that he needed three sales to afford a senior IT person to do the work with him. And so what we did is we figured out how to get three sales, started to get those three sales. And by the time we got to the second sale, we started hiring people for him. So that when he finally got the third sale, he had work for that new person. He had the revenue to hire that new person and he was able to bring that person on board. Another example I've shared in this example, when to hire this person, we were working with a landscape company turned hardscape company. And the problem he was facing with capacity is that he was the CEO, he was the sales manager, and he was the project manager. He was doing three jobs and it was stifling the growth of his business. So what we did in that instance is we first got him a project manager to manage his projects, freeing him up to be able to bring in more business. So while he was having someone do the project management with him, he started bringing a business. We started hiring a salesperson for him so that when he brought the additional sales in, he could hire the salesperson freeing him up to be the CEO of the company. And that is exactly how we got him beyond capacity. And then the most recent example, we work with a property management company who came to us and said, hey, Jim, should we hire a BDM or a property manager? And it depends, again, what situation you're in. In this case, I said a property manager because your current property managers are at capacity. But we could be working on hiring a BDM or sales professional uh, parallel to finding that P a property manager just in case we find a good one on both fronts. So finding a coach or a consultant to help you walk through this would be super helpful because, again, I make it sound easy, but it isn't easy. Because what happens in all of this when you're growing beyond capacity is we tend to get in our own way. And then I'll finish with this final thought. 
we get in our own way because when we start to get the capacity, we get we start to stress. When we start to stress, we stop taking action. And where a coach or a consultant or an advisor or a mentor can help you is to push you through the mental stress versus the physical stress. In other words, any of the examples I shared with you, when they're climbing that peak of capacity and we show them they can do it and we help them through it, it's funny when they get on the other side of this capacity, they go, well, that wasn't so bad. And I want to remind them how stressed they were, uh, how, how intense they were. Uh, and they're right. It wasn't that bad. But when you're in the middle of it, when you're climbing that mountain and the weather is getting at you, you need someone to help you push you up to the other side of that peak to success. So in closing, if you haven't downloaded our nine stages guide that talks about the nine stages of business ownership, I highly recommend you go to ninestages.com. Number two, please feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or comments, or even if you want us to give you some coaching on a particular topic that inspired you during these episodes. Because ultimately what we want to be able to do is help you live a better life by building a better business. So keep those questions, comments, and suggestions coming in for future episodes. We can't thank you enough uh, for you. You make a difference. You matter. And we miss you. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information, visit my website at jimromanonline.com or follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn at jimromanonline.com. And you can email me at questions at askjimroman.com.